Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic Grimaldi here with Pastor Michael Teddy and Ashuk. I'm not even mentioning his last name. I don't want to get in trouble. But here we are with Street Talk Theology. We take theology and bring it to the streets. Um, love my brothers here. Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. Shout out. Um, this is probably our last show for the season till next year. I got to check the schedule. <laughs> if not, I'll be bothering my brothers again or just doing one myself just to end the thing. Maybe not to bother them. <laughs> But uh, we'll be back for sure uh, the first part of the year. And I think we're going to think about, um, we're talking about to Pastor Michael and Ashuk, maybe thinking about looking at some books of the Bible. And and like Ashuk always reminds us, we want to make sure we're prepared to do that. So um, that might be something we're thinking about doing. But let, we, we left off last time with, you know, kind of, how to read the Bible rightly. And, and Pastor Michael was saying he would instruct people to read the Bible, come and ask questions, make sure you're contextually correct. We looked at some metaphors or types of things where, you know, what does it mean to be a mountain to be moved or wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. And we, we didn't specifically say that, but just some types of uh, literature and how to look at that. So here's my plight on this last show. Ashuk is a typology guy, so we want to continue that because somebody's going to say, what's typology? What, is typology important? Do we need to know that in the Bible? So I'm going to give Ashuk maybe about six or seven minutes. I know that's not a lot of time, but maybe he can explain to us what typology is. And then I'm going to switch gears, and I'm going to get to Pastor Michael, and he's going to talk to us about pastoral ministry in the fact that Maybe people going to church, and maybe even Pastor Michael and his own members, sometimes don't understand what a pastor might be going through. Um, and what is it to be a pastor? I mean, and, and those are those are things that maybe that 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 will help us. But but first, I want to bring my brother Ashuk. And so Ashuk, I come into your office and I say, I was reading in a commentary and um, I'm reading the epistle to the Hebrews, and and it says here in the commentary about typology. And I don't know really what that means. The, the person's asking you, Ashuk, so how would you explain to them what typology is? And so, you know, maybe you can, and I know you mentioned Hebrews in, when we were talking this backstage. So um, how, how do you, how would you explain typology? Well, I'm not uh, going to give them the definition because the definition might end up causing more confusion than what it actually is. So I would give them a very simplified uh, definition from my end. Uh, well, typology is, uh, well, again, a literary device like uh, we had spoken about in the previous episode. And what this does is basically it compares something with something else symbolically. Okay, so say the Lamb of God uh, so that there is a lamp of sacrifice and it symbolically represents Jesus Christ. 
and uh, in the in in the fact that the lamb is sacrificed at the altar and jesus christ is the actual fulfillment of that uh, whatever that symbolically represents that jesus christ is the actual sacrifice the final sacrifice once and for all and when the symbol uh, the when it comes to symbolism there is a type and an anti type so the type here in the typology is the lamb and the anti type is jesus christ and there is a divine escalation when we move from the type and anti type i know i said a lot of words here uh, so basically meaning that the type is lamb the anti type is jesus christ and what is achieved through jesus christ is much much greater than what was achieved through the lamb so that would be a typology um, as it is and and what we have in the bible is um the authors using it freely uh, well what i mean by that is in the previous episode even when we talk talked about spoke about the uh, uh, the uh, context and everything uh, how do we understand letters there's a set of rules that we applied uh, which were very uh, grammatical contextual and all that but when it comes to typology uh, we might have to break some of those rules i would say that some of those rules are a very good place to start but when it comes to typology we have something else happening all together and but yet this is important because the bible uses it so when we read the book of hebrews we'll see uh, this kind of an interpretation that the author does which are, whom which i believe is paul uh, basically he does something like this he looks at psalm 110 the lord said unto my lord sit at my right hand and say that this is talking about jesus christ right and that but one might look at it and wonder how, how does paul arrive uh, to that conclusion how does he reach there and uh, th- that's when we have something called typology in the bible and we see this uh, at multiple places we see that the whole mystery of jesus christ and uh, his love for the church is encapsulated in the love between husband and wife paul says that in ephesians yes right? similarly we have this in multiple places and hebrews is full of it so uh, like i said uh, what we do with the historical grammatical understanding of a text and the very wooden understanding of the text um, is good and necessary but we have to understand that in every word of the new testament in every book of the new testament jesus christ is hidden and this revelation of jesus christ uh, and the culmination of it happens upon the cross of jesus christ so that is a level of interpretation that i don't think that readers of the bible should necessarily start with but should be aware of and once they are good with uh, working with the text and uh, with their inductive uh, understanding of bible study and everything it is something that they should understand more and more and there are excellent books written by uh, people like uh, gk bill uh, fesco and samuel renihan from founders has an excellent book called the mystery of christ his covenants uh, uh, you can remember the name, book's name mystery of christ his covenant and his kingdom and john of and the puritan uses uh, typology a lot in fact the early church fathers extensively uh, used typologies so one might ask where is the uh, line where do we draw the line with ty- typologies and there are different theologians and scholars coming up with different conclusions but one of them is uh what we call analogy affidavit that the analogy uh should uh, be uh, based on faith the faith in jesus christ and the christ uh should be the uh, final line of 
interpretation and typology if your typology is not christological if it does not point you to christ then you're probably wrong but you're uh, okay as long as it points you to christ so yeah, thank yeah, you yes that, that no that's good i know like when when um moses held a snake up in the wilderness i mean that would be yeah, yeah. a typology for yeah, sure yeah, yeah. well <laughs> now we got our lesson in typology we, we last week last last time we were on we kind of dealt with some genre and some issues and I think next season, um, Pastor Michael and Ashuk, I think maybe we'll start looking at some books of the Bible and we'll do some homework and try to help people understand what the what, what, what the Bible means in its context and things like that. That might be a good project for us. But right now I want to switch gears and I want to end off kind of uh, this season with uh, Pastor Michael and Ashuk. And I want Pastor Michael, being a pastor, to... Tell us, what is it to be a pastor? I mean, so um, all you have to do then, Michael, is just get ready on Sunday to preach, right? You don't do nothing during a week. You just kind of just get ready and preach and stuff like that. I mean, and I know that I'm saying that uh, tongue in cheek. Um, so tell us, let's look at it this way. Say somebody's thinking about going into pastoral ministry. Say Say, let's look at it from that angle. What should they expect? And what basically is a pastor, a biblical pastor today? Is that okay? Yeah. Um, I think uh, for anyone uh, going, wanting or desiring to go into pastoral ministry, um, I would say that at some level, they already should be having that kind of an influence on people in their lives that if they were to say, I want to be a pastor and, you know, their family members look at them with sudden, uh, you know, if they give you a strange look, then that means there's something wrong. <laughs> uh, because at some level, I think um, a pastoral ministry is uh, a call that someone has not just to sit in an office, it's a, but rather it's a call of the heart uh, where you it's a it's a pattern of life it's a way of approaching the way you deal with people and uh, i mean if we look at the bible um the the best word for for what a pastor does can be i mean the first the best example could be what a shepherd does for the sheep and we know jesus is the good shepherd and we are all the under shepherds and so we are called as pastors to do what Jesus did for the church. We are called to um, stand on the forefront, teach, train, guide, help, counsel. Um, we are meant to be representatives of Christ on the earth. Um, so we stand and care for the bride of Christ um, with uh, fearful hands because uh, the Good Shepherd will guard his sheep. And so we're really under shepherds who are trying to uh, equip God's people, disciple God's people, help them live good Christian lives. But it's to do the whole stretch of it. We weep with those who weep. We um, walk with those who go through difficulties. We walk alongside them. We hold hands with people who are dying. Uh, we rejoice and uh, praise and dedicate newborn babies. Uh, we preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and watch people converted. We 
bring them uh, into the church and we partake of the Lord's table together. Um, if I could take all of what I my own experience has been in the past few years, I think it's really the role of a shepherd, but to give it a more uh, relatable word, it is it is to be a father to your people. Um, it is to be uh, an older brother to your people. Mm. It is to be that responsible senior member of the family who cares for everybody, takes care of everybody, who is there for everybody, who is, he is the person they run to for counsel. He's the person they run to for prayer. Um, he's the person that they look up to, to really figure out how to walk and um, so you, you don't get that uh, because you, uh, you know, you are ordained overnight. You don't get that because you get a seminary degree. Uh, you get that because people flock after you that way because God has called you in that kind of a ministry. And, um, and you have a heart to want to help people like that. So, no, as you were saying, I don't, the, one of the things, maybe one of the most important things that a pastor does is to preach on Sunday morning, to prepare and wait upon God's word, because we know faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of Christ. So when a pastor prepares a sermon and comes and preaches on Sunday, he's loving his people. It's probably the epitome of his uh, action, act of love. To, to preach God's word with boldness and strength and courage and prayer that God would use those words to really fill and build people up. But that's only one of the many things that he does as a pastor, um, uh, including all the rest of the things that I was talking about. And so uh, I, I think I, I, put, I forget which book it was uh, that had a foreword that was talking about what the pastoral ministry looks like. It was very exciting for me to read it and very sobering. What was it? Actually? Uh, it was Mother Kirk, the book. Mother Kirk, yeah. I think Doug Wilson's book, Mother Kirk, had a foreword. What's the name of the book? Mother, Mother Kirk. Kirk, as in Scottish for Church. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right. And, and uh, in that foreword, you know, he was talking about just um, how pastors are not the experts of all fields, but they are still uh, the counselors for everyone in every field. So as a pastor, I want to learn the word of God well enough, know the scriptures well enough, so that if I've got members who are starting a business, or if I've got members who are engineers, or I've got members who are doctors, or I've got members who are in so many of them, maybe they're in the film industry, and maybe they're in the music industry, um, all of them want to know how they can serve Jesus where they are, what they can do to serve Jesus where they are. And we know the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 3.16 that the word of God equips us for every good work, not some. So the pastor is really, in that sense, a, a, a jack of all trades, uh, in that he is not an expert in all these trades, but he knows the word of God well enough to be able to be applied across all aspects of life, every area of life, which doesn't mean we have all the answers, but which means we know how to look at the text to arrive at those answers so that we are able to help God's people navigate life 
and um, in how they approach all these things. And so it's it's just a tremendous responsibility, a tremendous calling that uh, the Bible says is it's a noble thing to aspire to be an overseer. But at the same time, the Bible also teaches us that not all should be teachers because they are held doubly accountable uh, for, for what they do. And so the pastoral ministry is, uh, you know, it, it penetrates all of life in that sense for the congregation, for the people, in the lives of the people. And uh, it, it's really a life, it's a joyful thing to be able to do that, but it is, a, it is something that really pulls you apart in all directions. And um, the strain that it falls upon a man can sometimes be extremely overwhelming. And uh, one of the things I keep telling uh, people is that they need to pray for their pastors. They need to pray for their elders. They need to pray that God keeps them because, um, you know, the enemy is going to attack uh, the leadership of the church. And we've seen time and time again how the leadership of so many churches fall. Um, the men who are strong or who have shown signs of being strong have fallen and uh, because, you know, the enemy is ever after them. And so as much as the pastor then is, is to be that influence, that help, that, that uh, guide and shepherd for the people, um, he too in many ways depend upon his people for their prayers, for their encouragement, for their strength and uh, for their support. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, all pastors are human and, uh, and strain when, when, the, when strain increases, they too need encouragement. They too need help. And they too need counsel. And so um, I always encourage people not just to pray for their pastors, but to serve them. Um, in fact, Jesus says such men should be given uh, great honor. Um, that you should uh, you should treat them well, um, and and because they're giving their lives for this cause in this in this extent, it you know the church has the ability to come and encourage them much in what they do. So it's it's really a it's a wonderful calling, um, but it's a really tough calling. And so people, a lot of people want to become pastors, and probably not all of them should. Yeah, uh, so Ashuk, here's a question. Um, you're a young man, soon to be married. Praise the Lord for that. So is there, if I may, put old Ashuk on the spot, huh, Pastor Michael? Do you see maybe in in praying, do you see down the road maybe you trying to think about getting into the pastorate? Is that something that, that has been uh, on your mind at all? Uh, God willing. <laughs> yeah, you talk about it a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah, so one of the things that we're doing at church is that I'm doing a pastoral internship, again, under Mike. And uh, not that the pastoral internship necessarily means that everybody at the end of it becomes a pastor. But uh, but by the nature of uh, how I've been serving at Redemption Hill, the church that we attend, and my pastors and everything, how God has been leading me throughout these years, uh, uh, how I understand God has uh, blessed me and uh, gifted me along with my church's testimony and everything that, that God willing, that seems to be the trajectory I'm taking. Uh, 
um yeah yeah and that's not easy uh, either so um, <laughs> i think that um, i i i meet a lot of people who you know even seminary students who are eager to want to become pastors and it's good to do an internship like that because i, I like i was saying earlier at the end of the day i think uh, there should be enough of uh, enough of a I, i don't want to use the word evidence but there should be enough of a sign a clarity that you know this individual is really called into such a ministry and so it helps for the church to come alongside and so if someone has a desire to want to become a pastor it helps a lot that the church is able to say yeah we see that gifting in you that is something that you are clearly called to do we, we can see you become a pastor um, and i think the church is able to come alongside and um, agree upon that desire it's it's a great clarification it's a great confidence it's a great encouragement um, in that direction but some people that i do know who want to become pastors my counsel is i don't think you're called for that at all Yeah no you know I was trying to listen I I I just had a a quick call from something but I was trying to listen and and this is we got about 4 minutes this is a great topic I think that I think for someone's when someone is called to be a pastor I think the congregation knows that I think the congregation will see that and I don't know if I missed some of that but I think the congregation will see that in that person and they will lay hands on him and and things like that. I think it's something like like Pastor Michael said this is a calling. It's not like a job interview. You know what I'm saying? You know, so that's something that we can pray for Ashuk, you know, cuz someday Ashuk maybe by God's grace Ashuk would be called in into that role and I know that the church would come behind and pray for him, right Michael? I mean, really. But I'm trying to think of the name of the book. Oh, I think it was trip. He calls it a, a dangerous calling, right? Dangerous calling, yeah. That's a, a dangerous calling and that's uh you read that book and 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 he's pretty right on with that. Man, guys, we got 2 minutes left. That's crazy. And we and this is like the fourth season we've been together. Remember, I never listen. I started this with you guys. I was not doing this alone. I was I said, "Man, I'm getting my brothers from India." Um but You know, um we probably won't be on till after Christmas. So obviously we want to wish everybody a, a Merry Christmas, you know, celebrate keep Christ in Christmas. I know my two brothers would would want that, but you know, 30 seconds each, a minute each, Ashut just say hello to an audience that's been listening to you now for four seasons. So maybe you'd like <laughs> to just uh say thank you and then I'll give it to Pastor Michael and uh yeah. this is customary you don't know this one Ashuk this is every time we end up Pastor Michael is going to end up and say this is street talk theology we take theology so I'm out listen this is me I'm going to we it's 49 minutes we got about you got about 45 seconds each love you guys we'll we'll get on the back show after Michael closes us out today but Ashuk what's going down kid Yeah, it's a great privilege to be here uh, to talk theology with you, to take theology to the streets, and all these things that we get to do. And uh, yeah, I was away for a while in between, but the, these four seasons, it's been 
uh, wow i i can't remember some of the episodes actually sometimes <laughs> i'm surprised when i when i look at the feed and find certain episodes that i was in but still uh, god's grace has been immense upon us and uh, the hope and desire is that we keep getting to do this we keep getting to take the theology to the streets amen absolutely and i and i think you know this is this is definitely one of the signs that ashok would say the world is getting better uh, <laughs> that we get to come alongside and uh, do this kind of a thing and uh, yeah we just pray and hope that those of you who are listening in will continue to be blessed we we love you we want to serve you our intention is always to speak honestly frankly make mistakes along the way and you know a lot of these discussions are not planned it's just us talking about what we love we love christ we love his word we love the truth we love the gospel and we love our god who has done all these things for us and we pray that he will do it for each and every one of you as well and so here is us you know signing off this season um, so this is street talk theology where we take theology seriously and we bring it to the streets Amen. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org. Amen.